What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. And grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassiv is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassiv is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassiv is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brandon Tassiv. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Cab Washington. Yo, <laughs> everyone clap, 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 clap. What's up, dude? Yo, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Thanks for having me on. Dude, I'm great, dog. Good, good. Haven't drank for tw- tw- 24 hours. I'm there you go. Good. <laughs> um, before we get too far into anything, because I forgot about this in the last episode, plug everything up front. Dates. Yeah. Uh, this will come out in two weeks. So any uh, social media, anything yeah, else yeah. you got going on, let them know. Guys, everyone follow me on Instagram, cab underscore Washington, TikTok, cab underscore Washington. Um, yeah, it's probably the best way to find me. Hell on, yeah. On socials, yeah. And then um, show's coming up. Bunch next week. Monday the pair. Tuesday, Lower East Side. Wednesday the pair. You're at the oh, pair a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at the pair a ton. Okay. Um, and then Running Late, Running Late Comedy Show, follow that on Instagram 100%. That is a show that's at the stand monthly. Pull up to that. We just sold out the last show. We've been killing it. Yeah, it was so fun. You had excited. a friend of the show and uh, LA comic Katrina Davis on. Yo, we did. Yeah. Are, you, are you homies with her? Yeah. Dude. She was Ka- on like episode 12 of this show. Bro, so Katrina was on episode, was on show two of Running Late. Oh, really? I started 2019 in LA. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because you spent some time in L.A. I started in L.A. Yeah, I want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, because you're a Philly boy uh-huh. through and through. Exactly. I'm so Philly, but then that... You are so that, Philly. That's that one damper on my on my resume. It's like, damn, started in L.A. <laughs> I don't know about this. So let's get into it, because you've been doing comedy for a while. Uh, tell So like we all said, you're from Philly, mm-hmm. raised in Philly. Yeah. How did you find stand-up as like a, a thing to do? So I still work in journalism and production. I work for the show called First Things First. Follow that too. Um, and uh, that was my first love was sports. Sports. Okay. So so growing up in Philly, we had Donovan McNabb, we had Jimmy Rollins, we had um, Allen Iverson. So growing up, we had these great black athletes that were all covered by a columnist in Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Daily News named Stephen A. Smith. Not sure if you're familiar with his work. <laughs> Uh, but Where's yeah. my cowboy hat? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Stephen A. Smith used to cover Philly sports. So I was like growing up and I was like, yo, I want to do that. Yeah. Just be funny, black and cover sports. So then fast forward, I got into a long career in journalism. Then I got to L.A. My first day in L.A. or like my first couple of weeks in L.A. I met like Issa Rae, right? Uh-huh. Issa Rae. Insecure, Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. I kept. Oh, my girlfriend's gonna love that name drop. Yo, tell her to pull up. I'll I'll connect you guys uh, via email. Tracy, you hear that? (laughs) He says her. When we saw Barbie, she was like, "Yo, Barbie was a killer movie, dog." She was like, "Screw everyone else in this movie. (laughs) That's my girl. My girl's the president." Yo, was it Angela Rye? Was she the lead role? 
Who's the uh, Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was hilarious that the best part of about a movie about women empowerment was Ryan Gosling. But yo, I still everyone. I said in that, that on stage, right? and people were like, "No." Nope. I was like, "Yeah, yo, new bit, yeah, new bit." At <laughs> home, looked in the mirror. I was like, "What are you doing? You're not that guy. Stop it." <laughs> no, I couldn't agree with you more though. But <laughs> but no, nah, I start, so I so I was hanging around all these really dope, funny people, and then when did I, you get to L.A.? I got to L.A. 2014. Okay, and then didn't start comedy until 2018. I had like not got my contract renewed, and then I had like suppressed. So you were still doing sports journalism? Yeah, okay. I still work in production and sports journalism. So yeah. when you so. Did you you went to college for that? Yeah. Where'd yeah, you go? Yeah, I went to this great school called LaSalle University. Okay, okay go explorers. Fund us. <laughs> we'll be closed soon. <laughs> but uh no, we had the great Bill Raftery. He went there. Okay. Uh, Russell Butler, RIP Tim Legler. Also okay, went yeah, to I know LaSalle. Legs. Ah. Uh uh Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so wait, so you when you go to school, because this is an interesting thing, and I was actually I've talked to guests about this before. And like I just had Derek Gaines on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how he like he used to watch Def Comedy Jam when he was a kid, and so he always knew he wanted to do comedy. But you, it sounds like from what you're saying, that's how you felt about sports journalism. You're like, this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. Yeah. So you go to school for that, right? And then when you're in Philly, are you covering? What are you covering? Yeah, what I'm are working you working for, for? I'm interning at NBC Sports Philadelphia. I'm covering some college games. Okay. I'm covering a lot of high school basketball. Um, Which is huge in Philly. Yeah, if yeah. Fresh Prince taught us anything. No, no, <laughs> no. Honestly, bro, high school basketball people, like parents, and not even just parents, just just like sheer sports goers, will show up to these high school Catholic league games that like that produce like Kyle Lowry, Kitsy oh yeah, Mobley, all these guys. We that have that with that football in the South. Yeah, in Florida. It's like you'll just have random people show up to a high school game, and you're like. Like, we you're love like, the sport. Right, right. Like, love right. Do you know any of these kids here? Well, like, <laughs> I do. I, I got their jersey yeah. on right now. Like, us, not your these, nephew. These are five star recruits on rivals, man. Of course <laughs> yeah. we know them. Going to Alabama, Georgia. Like, hell yeah, we know them. <laughs> not rivals. <laughs> on ESPN recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. ESPN.com. Uh, I was unranked on ESPN.com, but I was two star on rivals. So. <laughs> Take it for what it is. It's an Adota Rivals. Shout out Rivals.com. Um, still doing great work. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I'm doing this. So it sounds like you were on a pretty clear path. No, 100%. So, what, yeah, so you moved to LA, you meet all these cool people. And then, mm-hmm. like, what? How, how does comedy come into it? I mean, I still like grew up watching Def Comedy Jam. Okay. I still grew up watching Comic View. I still grew up watching Chris Rock's Never Scared. Always had a big love for social satire. I always love Chris Rock actually more than so than I than I latched on to Kevin Hart, even though Kevin Hart's from Philly. But um, but but it, something inside me, it's like you grow up, right, yeah. with your family, and they're always like in the back of your head. It's always like, what's a career that will sustain you? Mm-hmm. What's a career that will that will you know be able to pay the bills? Even though journalism is not one of them, <laughs> it still seems like it's more stable than saying I'm going to be an artist. I'm about to make people laugh yeah. for a living. Trust you know? me, I'm 35. Every time I go home, it's are you still you're still doing that? Right? No, that act. They act like they act like I'm just out here <laughs> yeah. slogging just because. If you ask anyone, of my, like, that's my family's very supportive in like the mo- like when I go, if, like if I call my twin sister, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know what to do. She's like, you know, keep your head up, like keep going, like don't ever quit. But there are times where I'll come, you know what I mean? If, like if I'm in a good space, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, you know, my friend's writing a show and it might take off and he's going to give me a part. And they go, isn't that like 
six to eight months away from even materializing into anything, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. I'm like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but this is way further than five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's levels to <laughs> to the struggle. It's not happening. That, you're right. <laughs> so you doing sports, and then you grew up around comedy. You yeah. moved to L.A., and then what in you is like, I want to try this? Bro, it's so funny. One of my buddies had gotten to improv. And then he was doing this this place called Westside Comedy Theater where I started at. Um, he was like, "Yo, bro, there's not a lot of black people at this theater. You should get, you should, you should join. You should do improv." So then I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." I was living on wow. my buddy's couch, and uh, after leaving my job at UCLA, and he was like, "Yo, what were you doing at UCLA?" I was supervising RAs on programming and events. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were gonna say something with the something cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, I was covering. I mean, the I was still, in all sports. No, I was still, I was still um, freelancing though at that okay. point. But that was like my stable job. Getting on uh, top of freelancing. Chosen Rosen doing some business Yo, on him. Dude, funny ass story with uh, with Josh Rose. That's crazy. That you know, uh, you know college football like that. I but, played college football. Oh right, you did. My I bad. played Division One college football. Did you ever play against him? No, not against. No, I. Uh, oh, played, you're a little bit older than him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I played oh seven too. I played two years and then I got my eighth concussion and I was out. But I was at FAU from like oh seven to twelve. FAU. That was before Florida Atlantic University. Before what's his name? Right. Before, before Lane uh, Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I played under the great Howard Schnellenberger. So if you ever saw the U documentary, yeah. Um, he's the old white guy with the mustache Shoot. wearing the polo that says FAU that won them their first national championship in Miami. Damn, that's your guy. Yeah, is he still alive? No, just oh, died okay. uh, a couple years ago. Damn, R.I.P. R.I.P. Coach Schnell, man. <laughs> Dude, he used to ride around in a golf cart. He was, at this point, he's like in his late seventies when yeah. he was coaching because he retired to Boca, and then we had a big university. FAU's a bigger school. It's like yeah, thirty thousand kids, and he's like, "Why isn't there a football program here?" Started the program in like laid ground in like ninety nine two thousand. We were in a Division one bowl game by two thousand and seven. Youngest, Dang. fastest program to ever. Did he do recruit that. heavily? Like, like the yeah. same thing, like Coral so he Gables, did the same thing he did in Miami, Miami guys. Where he was okay. like, "Why would I ever leave South Florida?" And you know how it is; these kids don't want to leave home. Bruh. We're getting these three and four stars who don't want to leave home. Alfred Morris played ten years in the league. <laughs> I was his fullback. Nah, but I mean, just the guys that are in the league now: Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. All, yeah, they're all from uh, down there. Yeah. That, and yeah, was that, yeah, the documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta Chanel read. used to just go, and he would he would purposely leave his corn cod pipe. At yeah. some of the recruits' house, so they so they would have to like call him and be, like, be like, "Hey, you left this, you left this yeah, yeah." And then he'd be like, "Oh, I guess we got to meet again." <laughs> shifty all in the NCAA rules back then. Here goes five million dollars. Oh, I yeah. don't know how that got into your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I I played. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with Rosen and that. I was one of the guys with Sam Darnold and Rosen where I was like, just mm. I thought they did him dirty in uh, Phoenix, man. That Who, whole, oh, uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To draft him and what? then tank and then draft and then Kyler. Tank. And, and then Kyler, like, all right, you're out of here. And now he's just out of the league. And he's with Tom Brady. He played Tom Brady, backed up him. But I don't, the thing is, with, so so I don't know too much about Josh's personal um, life, but I think I think when he was at UCLA, he was kind of a, of a loose cannon. He actually bought. What happened? So he so he so I was R. I used to supervise RAs on programming and events, and um, we I live I supervised this this dorm called Saxon Suites. And a lot of athletes live in that. So he had his, so it's like four rooms, and he, yeah. but he had the, all the rooms to himself. So he had a whole suite to himself. He had a whole suite to himself. Chosen Bought a jacuzzi, a jacuzzi and put it in his, did you ever see that, that video I, that yeah. went viral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was, I, I was working that dorm. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, Josh, 
Josh. No, literally. Yeah. They, it was it was worse than that. Someone on our, it, the video went viral and then they emailed us and was like, hey, did you see this? And we're like, what? And it's like, that's in your dorm. And we had not. How seen did he yet. get it in there? He, it was like a, it was like a collapsible thing. So I'm just uh, okay. curious how he filled it up with water without knowing, seeing that or questioning. But <laughs> <laughs> that happened on your watch. Yeah. But the funnier thing is we hit him up to be like, Hey, you have to do like a conduct meeting because of this, this is like a, a, a dorm violation. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, I'm actually kind of busy. I don't really know. I'm kind of like the leading quarterback, star quarterback on a team. I don't know if I have time to meet to like talk about this. And then my my supervisor was like, "No, we're gonna talk to Jim Mora, and you're gonna meet with us ASAP." So, but it was it was big just, time. Dude. It was just funny the way he dismissed it so yeah. simply as like an 18 year old just cooking everybody. Like, dude, that and it's funny you say that because in South Florida, I went FAU at the time when I got there because the first bowl game we went to was the year that the year that I got there. Yeah, um, you know, no coincidence. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how they just had this dream Scout team. team All-American. <laughs> Rusty Smith played for Tennessee for a couple years, and my highlight, because I was Scout Team All-American. Like, yeah. I never played. Scout Team All-American. I, oh, I all the time. Did you get a jacket and everything? Fucking like, do. I made my own. I made my own <laughs> merch, bro. I should get a I'm going to do that. Check out the merch store next month yeah, for Scout a gold Team jacket, All-American. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember I picked it because I played fullback. Yeah. But my freshman year, there were so many injuries that in order to have a scout team, they were pulling like third and four string offensive players to play defense. Yeah. So I would do individuals and everything with running backs. And then I would fucking put on the white defensive shirt for team drills to play scout team middle linebacker. Uh-huh. Dude, I never played linebacker in my life. I played D-line and O-line in high school. And, and then I played fullback yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in, in college. I was like... Something out of a movie. Because I, I love that movie, The Replacements. I don't know if you ever yeah. saw it. But That's I was the like, one uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Classic. I'm like screaming. Like, Rusty Smith, this guy's going to the NFL. Broke yeah. every record in the Sun Belt Conference at the time. And I'm screaming at him as the middle linebacker, like, it's Christmas morning and Santa's coming down the chimney. <laughs> I'm like, right, 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 right. Like, yeah, and... Coaches got so fucking pissed. Did they get dude. amped up? You no. Know? The coaches were like, Schnell, how like, would Shut up, bro. Just, he'd just be like, shut up and run the play. <laughs> dude, but I picked him off in practice one time. And, and I think this goes a lot with Rosen. And what you're describing is you can tell somebody by the way they react to yeah. adversity. So I pick him off, and it's not like, oh, shit, Tassif, like, good. Like, I picked off this dude going to – I'm a freshman. He's a junior. Like, yeah. he's going to the NFL. And I remember, ah, I bopped it out of the air and Stop snagged it. it. And I just started sprinting down the field, which you don't do on scout team. Right, right. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> um, and – Instead of being like good shit or anything like that, it was like you ran the wrong coverage. You're supposed to be in cover two, not cover three. Oh, so it's damn. a similar thing to where like Josh obviously fizzled out in the league, and it's one of those things where it's like when faced with adversity, instead of manning up and being like, "You're right, I fucked up," you basically had to call his dad and right. be like, "Hey, Coach Mora, like we need the guy to come in." Yeah. So did you have to deal a lot with that when you were working at UCLA? So that you said it was an athlete's dorm. We used to do. We used to run into a lot of noise violations, weed, alcohol, but it wasn't like insane. That was probably like the extent of yeah. fame that that like our building got. Were but, you able? Because you love sports. Were yeah. you able to like? I used to get sidelined. Out? So I would never hang. I probably should have though. That's I, what I'm saying. I, yeah. Were you like? Everyone's like, not nah, Cap's here, man. Not nah, like, Cap, get your ass in there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I would get fired in a heartbeat. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's the risk. It's <laughs> but like, looking yeah, back, like 100%, I was hanging out with 
Like I, I Lonzo Ball was also there. Yeah. I was in the elevators with Alonzo, just like oh, I can't ask him. I can't ask him for. <laughs> I can't ask him for an autograph. That's weird as shit. I'd be like, yo, man, I'm. I hope you great. I'm gonna report on you one day. Nah, but him. Dude, that and, happens at this studio. Yeah. I, there's like huge comics. I'm in the elevator with. I'm like, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. It almost has to be a quick. It almost has to be like that. That like set up moment where like you guys are both grabbing the button at the yeah. same time. Oh, You're like, oh, oh my god. Oh. oh. Hey! Oh my god, really good work on all the specials that I've seen yeah. of yours. Like, <laughs> uh, you have the career that I want and dream of. No, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so you're doing that at UCLA, and so yeah. are you. You're not a student, obviously. No, I probably should have went like? there for uh, for grad school, but it would have been. We only would have got like a deducted price. Yeah, it was like. So what? Do you, and you're out of state, so a deducted yeah. out of state price is still probably like twenty twenty five a year. Exactly, which wasn't so, worth it. So at the time you're like what twenty three, twenty three yeah twenty three through twenty six yeah. okay shit so you're there for a little bit uh, mm-hmm. so we were talking about it and then we kind of got sidetracked you go to do the improv class yeah so so after I lost that job of hanging out with Josh Rosen um, <laughs> I the next I, viral the video that didn't go viral is you in the jacuzzi like, don't worry about it right man. exactly with some freshman yeah but um, so then uh, my buddy was like yo just do it and it's one of those things that where you're suppressing so long like yeah. what you really should be doing on earth and then i just was like yo i'm just gonna do it but then when i did that i like went balls to the wall like i started working at the comedy club oh shit i was doing tech shifts i was doing were you also doing stand-up or just improv it was three months of improv and then i went to one open mic and then i was like i gotta do stand-up yeah out of all the because i've done i've had about i think we're on 180 episodes or somewhere around there oh shit there, the barrier of entry into improv is it happens a lot more than you think. A lot like, of journalism. Yeah. yeah, yeah Stephen yeah. Colbert. I mean, yeah. Well, and not only that, Seth but Myers, like, uh, Robin Thede. Well, people we know, JC Mendoza, Sam Santos, uh, they talked about doing the Julio Diaz was doing yep. improv and they went with him. And like it's so it's just like a, a crazy because I I'm a dickhead. Yeah. So I was like, no, not improv. Like yeah. stand up is where it's at. But that's uh, because I was introduced to stand up at a very young age. Right. So I was like, no, that's the thing. Like, fuck having people with me. Fuck having a team asking for suggestions. Like I'm going to, and I'm also like super self-involved. So it's right. like, I'm going to go up here and talk and you're going to listen. Yeah. So yeah. for you, obviously getting involved and doing three months of improv and then transitioning into stand up, you obviously felt similarly to that in the sense when you did stand up you're like oh no this is the thing right i want to do no a hundred percent but i would i would take it one step further that like it it, the the ego the branding of improv is a hundred percent trash they do need like new publicists completely (laughs) like playing like lions tigers and bears on stage is like that's what people think improv yeah a hundred percent but if say me and you were in a scene together we would just do funny shit and just talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. I'm reading uh so Keegan Michael Key is a regular at the restaurant and he him and his wife El Key just wrote this book uh called The History of Sketch Comedy. Yeah. And I I got it and I wasn't even like I cuz I love the history of comedy in general, so I bought it and the more I've read and I t- I told him this personally, but the more I've read, the more it's changed my entire perspective on comedy cuz I was like improv's trash, sketches trash, stand up is the only true art form. And then reading this book, I was like Oh, I'm fucking so wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, so wrong. Not not agreeing with you, but... Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like, there's so many different things you can do in sketch and improv yeah. that you can't do in stand-up because people have a hard time letting go of reality in right. stand-up because, especially nowadays, it's a lot more storytelling. 100%. So people have to, like, be in there. But it, with improv, you could be like, all right, we're in a coffee shop, you know, this is what's happening, and go. 
and people are in the scene. Oh, bro, I think if you do have an issue with control in any area of your life, then like as someone like me, like I I love to like have all the variables, but like improv allowed forced me to go back to like adult recess. Like yeah. just go there, have fun, don't have any script and just be okay with being uncomfortable. And it really helped me so much early on in my career. I still did improv my first couple years um, until the pandemic. I'm actually about to get back into improv. Okay. But, but I think it helps you so much better on stage with like, I, like all these people do crowd work right now, yeah. but like a lot of like, People like when I was coming up, when I first started, a lot of people that were really good at improv were really good at crowd work because it's just like I can think on my feet. And, yeah. And, interact. and I'm terrible at crowd work because I'm it's one thing I've been very vulnerable on stage and I am vulnerable on stage, but there's a different kind of vulnerability that comes. But I always know yeah. what I'm going to say next. Right. So there's a, an extreme amount of vulnerability that comes with, I don't know what I'm, what's going to happen. Yeah. Which is why that improv works that muscle where you're kind of like, hey, I can go with this. Let's just go. And I'm also terrible at crowd work. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of person where I'm like, this is real life. Like I'm telling you something and yeah. I, I want it to be funny, but this is also my life. So if you want to fuck with me while I'm telling you this, <laughs> I'll kill you. Like I, I will. I, <laughs> And the crowd, for some reason, when you tell someone you're going to murder them on stage, the crowd always turns on me. Right, right. They're always like, that's not funny. I don't know why they keep turning on me when I'm just clearly joking, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I can't believe they can't tell I'm joking when I go, this is real life. I'll fucking murder you. Like, obviously, joking. You don't feel that sense of humor there? You don't see the funny in that? Oh, they clam up tight, too. <laughs> Big guy like me, I'm yeah. like, kill you. <laughs> They're like, all right, this isn't fun anymore. Nah, you should. I feel like you should totally, you should totally do it. I think, I think it's also the. I think it helps with writing because, like, well, I'll take a scene that I've done with like, pl like players that I fuck with, um, and turn that into a joke. Or like, I would not have thought about yeah a, a scenario like that. And also, like, if you don't do a lot of act outs, like. That is the best exercise because, yeah. like, you just you're doing characters the whole day. Like, hey, honey, how you doing? Yeah. Like, that's a story. That's and I a love doing characters, but I just never do it on stage. Yeah, but almost, I like doing that stuff. Dog, jump into your character bag. That's the thing about about creative is like we need we need to be creative in all things that we do, not yeah. just be like, all right, when I jump into stand up because we're so much more than just stand up. Like yeah, and I mean, brother, you and Julio son. were talking about this too. Was not only just not even outside of the realm of entertainment, but within entertainment. Yeah, podcaster, editor. You know the old the old uh, joke. You know, director, producer, writer. Like, yeah. but we do all that. It's weird because when I writer, finished, yeah, when I finished the one man show, my editor did it and then sent it to me. And the credits, it was really cool. I never think of this, right? But in the credits, he put written, performed, produced by Brennan Tassif. Huge. And it like hit me. I was like, oh yeah, I did do all that. Yeah. But you just, we don't think of ourselves in that light a lot of the time. Doug, Gerard Carmichael, Zach Fox, um, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Does, he he started his career with improv. Now is like one, a crazy director. Directed all of Ozark, essentially. Yeah, that's insane. And crushed it. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Such a good show. It, like, that's just him just tapping into his other creative outlets. Yeah. Um, Zach Fox, great musician, also just directed Sam J special. Also great stand up. So it's like, why why pigeonhole ourselves? That's you true. Know? Uh fucking Bo Burn. I don't know how people feel about him, but like <laughs> also director, um, yeah. directed specials. Directed Chris Rock special. And he also directed a feature film. Yeah. So it's like we can do so much. It's and that's the cool thing about being a creative, is it's just kinda like, no, I can like I, I I've had musicians on before and we've talked about stuff and they're like, Oh yeah. 
it's totally like the same. It's just what we're, our our tools are different. Yeah, but it's the same job. Right. Like no, hundred percent. And so it's weird to think about that. It's like I always reference the Robert Downey Jr. line in Tropic Thunder. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. That's uh, where he does the blackface, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, Robert Downey Jr. is a beast. Uh, he's funny as hell. Well, he so he's playing in the movie. He's playing like this super serious <laughs> actor, and at one point he goes. You know, I'm no different than a construction worker. The only difference is my tools are the tools that trigger human emotion. And it's such a... Th- oh, yeah, in an interview? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it, it's on the show. But it's like he's doing a parody of like a serious actor when he Got says it. it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, no, that's actually what our tools are. We yeah. trigger human emotions. And to me, I'm like, oh, I can do that. I don't just have to do stand-up to do that. I can do it in so many other ways. 200, bro, you'd be selling yourself short if you don't drop in a one-hour special write a, t- a tv show that gets yeah. like 10 seasons come out with a one-man show maybe you even write a fucking a child novel or maybe you write like a sports book for like a young athlete yeah like why 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 only cut yourself off i need to have you on the show more often yeah <laughs> let's fucking go no hey so, man that's what i'm saying infinite creative bro dude that's ins- that's a, actually a great way to look at it so you're in LA. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to you. Back on track. You're in LA. Very good. Yeah. UCLA. You, that job. You stopped doing that job. What happened? You get fired? No. So I was really finessing. So my first two years, just full, full, full frontal. I was, I was really finessing. My, my, I did two years of like, um, of supervising RAs on programming and events. In my third year, I created my own position, which was like creating content, a content producer for the department. Okay. It does not make any sense. It did not do anything. All I really did that year was start a podcast and, <laughs> and be like, yo, I'm like employing people to learn how to engineer a podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's like, the future. Yo, for real. No, really. It, it ended up being the future. <laughs> but I just also wasn't doing anything else beside that. You You're know? just podcasting? I was just, like, tr- I was just like meeting people on campus at UCLA and be like, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Like, I never- <laughs> <laughs> and they were paying you to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know how much money I spent to do this every month? <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> That no one was listening to beside people that were I was sharing it on my Instagram. Like, <laughs> like I interviewed a um, this guy named Ron G. He actually he actually um, he does the um, uh, he hosts a show called uh, Chocolate Sundays in in LA. Oh yeah, I know shows. Chocolate Sundays. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, Laugh Factory. Yeah, he actually was a big influence on getting into stand up at the time that I did because we okay. had this crazy pod just like this before comedy podcasts were popping off like that. This is like two thousand um, this is like two thousand sixteen seventeen. Okay. Um, so once again, I didn't start comedy until like two years later, but I remember just that pocket. It was so How did you meet Ron fun, G? bro? So I was, uh, at UCLA, we shot a pilot for this girl named Avira Guzman and she was, she was trying to be like the next Latino Oprah. Okay. And Ron G was one of the guests for the pilot Got episode. It. And then and you he, were like, Hey, you and he crushed podcast, this, yeah. like this guest. And I was oh, like, yeah. yo, I don't know why no, everyone does stand up. Like, and he killed it. And we kept in contact. I actually was just talking to him the other day. And um, she's got passed at the comedy store, which is a, awesome. which is amazing. Shout out Ron G. Yeah, bro, my dog, my dog, man. And so then he, um, so then we, t- we kept in contact, and then I started going to talk on Sundays morning. He's like, "Yo, bro, like you gotta, if you're gonna get in this end up, like you gotta go every night. You gotta get after it." And then from there, it was like, "All right, I gotta like, not just improv. Like improv, I love it. I'm still gonna keep doing it." But that's when I was really like, "All right, mics every night." Yeah, me. yeah. So then what happened? Because you said the pandemic hit, and then that's when you stopped doing improv and stuff. When did you move to New York? So I moved to New York. So I started running late that summer, 2000, yeah. uh, 2019. Uh, running late is this comedy show that I've been producing for five years. Like my, check the my show notes; child. it'll be in there. Yo, check them, Jones. All right. And um, Ron was actually one of the guests on there. It was like a variety show. 
Uh, it was getting really big in LA, and I was like, you know what I need to do? I need I, I got five shows under my belt. Let me go to New York and see if I could do it by coastal. I'm like a year and a half in the <laughs> right? Like, let me just go by coastal now. Like, I'm ready now. I'm a nut. I don't even have two minutes of material. <laughs> but I'm like, let's let's do let's do this shit, dog. Hey, if you're <laughs> starting go, in go. starting in LA, we'll do that to you, dog. You'll be you'll do a one show with Neil Brennan and be like, yeah, I think I think I'm it's the next. It's insane because I, I see I'm the here. next Neil Brennan. Bro. I started in 2009 in South Florida. Yeah, and I was like I was telling you before the mics went on. I was drunk like almost every show I did. I'm, I have this bit on stage where I talk about it, but I did two open mics and I changed everything. Brennan T comedy, all the handles, the gamer tag, on oh, Xbox, two of them. <laughs> all of it, two mics. Find Yo, me on Xbox Live at Brennan T comedy. All you know me as that comedian, yeah. named Brennan. All right, Brennan T comedy, baby. <laughs> and uh, but I say all that to say, if I would have started like up here, like when I first moved here, so I was doing comedy about ten years before I moved yeah. here, on and off because you know the drug addiction and alcoholism and stuff. And then I moved to New York. <laughs> all that, all that mild stuff. Yeah. And then. So like a month into living here, two months into living here, my friend Joe Kimmel, who's a very good friend of mine, was like, hey, I'm coming to New York to do a couple shows. You want to jump on? And I was like, that's it. Call the vice president of show business. I'm in. Here we go. Yeah, I'm going I'm to New York, shows. baby. I've been here two months and I'm already booked on shows. What's up? <laughs> um, and then like a month later, I did the Hell Yeah Comedy Boys. Okay. Hell Yeah Comedy. They had a show. Um, they're kind of on hi hiatus now, but they had a show. Cody Lewis, Billy Hawkman. Oh, I love um, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian uh, Barani. So they had a show that they booked me on, and Ian Laura was on it. Oh, And fire. I love Ian Laura. He is a monster. And I emailed, or I DM'd him, and I was like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm on the show with you next week. I was wondering if you wanted to come on my podcast. Maybe we'll promote the show. Not knowing that shows aren't like that in New York. Like, there's a million shows every night. Like, right. you promote... But I had no idea. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. got here. And Ian, the sweetheart that he is, was like, all right, yeah, we'll do it. So he came on the podcast. And then I did a show with him. And I was like, to your point, had I started in New York and that happened, I would have been like, oh, I've made it. Right. I'm six right. months in, but I've made it. Yeah. But luckily, I had 10 years of experience under my belt. But I still was like, oh, that's it. Right. That Talking I still up. finally got here. Yeah. 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 Somebody call the vice president of comedy because I'm here. Yo, call. Yo, where's Lauren? Lauren, it's your boy, Brennan T. Comedy. <laughs> Maybe you've seen my I'm work. I'm sober and I'm a celebrity, baby. Let's go. Did you see podcast episode number four? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Did you see Katrina Davis? She's on the show, man. Yo, Katrina Davis. I know you know her, dog. <laughs> I know you know her. But one of Vulture's she hosts comics to Saturday watch. nights at Westside Comedy Theater. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so you no now she's a star now. Yeah, hundred percent. She was a star then, honestly. But yeah, she's so good. So you're doing you jump in full bore into stand up. Mm -hmm. What happens at UCLA? So at UCLA. So I I had left UCLA at that point. Okay, like okay. literally after leaving UCLA, I was like, I just gotta go for comedy. By coastal, I've baby. met. No, no, no. I gotta go for comedy. I was okay. doing comedy for like a year, a year and a half. What job are you working at this point? Sketch. Are you at doing... that point, I'm freelance journalist. That's what I thought. Okay. At this point, I'm like, let me just do everything that I said I was gonna do when I got to LA. Yeah. Um, it's like losing that job. My 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 boss, um, Bert Harris at the time, he played at USC, real big basketball player, really big influence in my life. He did not renew my contract, knowing that I would have probably stuck around and like. Yeah. taking time off from like really going after what I pursued. But him not renewing my contract was like the biggest gift. Cause then after that, I got into really freelancing hard body. I was covering sports. I was covering hard news. I started doing comedy. I was living on my buddy's couch. Um, from freelance, I got into a full-time job at Fox Sports. Oh um, shit. And then I was also Damn, that's a big job. Duh, that's what I'm saying. Like it was it was like God in in a nutshell. Like just that he was like, yo, because because what because 
I just have put it off. I've done yeah. three years of just fucking around at UCLA, essentially, literally fucking around. Like, yeah. I, like a lot of people go there and they hit the ground running. They just they eat it and they like freelance or whatever. But I had that cushy job at that great at that great you know at that great school. Um, Survival will push people to do things they never thought they were capable. Literally, of. Literally, bro. Literally, like when you went, and I just know this from obviously my past, and it's, but it's one of those weird things where it's like, figure it out. Like when I when I we have a we have a we have a um we don't understand as a, as a as a as a humanity that we rise to the occasion. Yeah, it's like hundred percent, and like we have this notion that like oh man I'll fall back. It's like no no no, you are like an animal like a like a mammal like any other. Yeah, if if you know if there's a crazy adverse situation you're gonna rise to it. Yeah, that's survival tactic. Well, and this is the example I use all the time, and it's kind of well there's two. So when I. Woke up in the hospital on my th- after my 30th birthday, and the doctor's like, you should be dead right now. Work, obviously, I hadn't shown up for two days. Mm-hmm. I was fired. Yeah. So I was coming out of an alcohol event where I almost died. I was f- I had no job. I had just gotten my own apartment with no roommates. Mm. First time ever. That's huge, bro. I had enough in savings to pay rent because my birthday's at the end of May. I had enough in savings to pay rent for June, but that was it. But it's that thing where it's like, Let's fucking go. You're like, oh, well, I'm gonna, what am I, move back to Florida? Yeah, Fuck well, no. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I was, my my family, because I, I was in Florida at the time, and my family was like, oh, are you going to have to move back in with us? Like, break your lease, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I have an old high school coach, uh, Coach Zito, and I say it all the time. He has this one line that he used to always say, which is find whatever you got to find. Bro. Find whatever you got to find and let's go. Go through those business cards, that dude, random dude who hit you up, who, who told me hit him up two I years ago. Up, I And that's when I made the transition because at the time I was working at a breakfast place. That's the place that fired me. Like yeah. just a regular old breakfast spot. And I went in because I had worked at Outback for years before that. And that was what pushed me because I was like, if I get another job in a restaurant, it's going to be the best high-end restaurant possible. Yeah. Thinking that wouldn't happen. And I ended up working at the Morton's in the Hyatt in Jacksonville, which is like what introduced me to like this prime steakhouse world, which is what pays my bills now in New York. But it was because like when shit happens, it's like fight or flight. But it's like, you know, people are like. You're shocked at what people can endure. No, so you're freelancing on a couch, but you're like, no, I'm in LA. Like I'm freelancing I'm doing on a this. couch, taking sketch class, stand up class, and improv class while like on this couch, yeah. paying two hundred dollars for rent. And my buddy's just like, "How are you? What is it in your?" And I'm literally, I'm not gonna lie, to you, bro. To this day, I think that was like the happiest time of my life. Yeah, because it was something that was new, always is. that was fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, I'm doing every day what exactly what the fuck I want to do. You know, I probably slept with more girls than I ever had. Like on I, the couch, was, baby, on the couch, bro, or on their plate. You know, like I was just like so fresh minded. You know, yeah. and um, so it was a great, it was a great, exciting time in my life. Um. I tore my Achilles in 2018 Ooh. playing basketball, but I was working like four restaurant jobs. I was also freelancing. Um, but I think at that point I had like burnt my body out. Yeah. But then I think that was another moment which God pivoted me and said, hey, rest right now. And then at that point I had taken a rest from a lot of all comedy, all like all side jobs that I really didn't need that much. And that's when I just was writing a lot. So that's yeah. when in 2019 that, that like that winter is when I was just like, all right, these are how you're gonna plan it out. Like instead of just going to mics, start going to shows, start building yeah. relationships, start thinking about your show. So that's when I started running late. And then the end of 2019, that's when I was like, yo, I'm moving to New York. It's going down. Buy Coastal, baby. One year in the comedy, the best show in America. Then I get Here to the- we go. Here we go. January, New York, 2020. Let's Fuck a pandemic. And then the pandemic hit. And then that's when Were you stuck in LA for the pandemic? No, no, I was here. I was here. Yeah. Yeah. So, because you see, you said bi-coastal, 
Were you still renting that $200 couch? No, no. At that point, at that point, I had left my buddy's place. I had gotten a, so you're just one coastal. Yeah, I'm one coastal. No, no. But I, but the goal, <laughs> the goal was, the goal was, in January 2020, to be bi coastal. <laughs> but then I, I just don't think but I then was. You were, <laughs> but then, so I was staying at my buddy's. I was living in, with with uh, with my roommate, and I was like, I'm gonna be in New York for six months. I'm still gonna fly back for my show, and I flow back from my show in LA, and I was I just started producing it in in New York. That's gotta be a cool feeling though, flying back from New York to LA, being like, I am doing it. This is by co- literally. Like, I'm going out to LA for my show. Exactly for that That's, one week. Yeah, yeah. Doing other shows and stuff. Because we always think about things in these grand scheme kind of aspects where it's like, oh yeah, it was fun, but then this happened or that happened. But like, go back and really think about that moment, sitting on the plane, being like, I live in New York, but I'm flying back to LA for my fucking for my show. show. Dude, that's that's, that's so it. crazy to think about. I never really thought of, I haven't thought about that until yeah, now. Because honestly. what happens is, you know, as Hannibal Burr says, time is time. Like yeah. time moves on and then all of a sudden you're just like, Oh yeah, that was a cool thing, but like it's over now. But that's why, like, at my apartment, because I always forget about the cool shit that I've done. Yeah. I have like the cover art for all three of the podcasts that I do. I have the poster for my one man show. I have that hanging on my wall. Cause so often I can forget, like, right. oh yeah, I've done this. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, I've done some cool shit. So I, I have to remind because I'm so pessimistic. I have to remind myself. You have to see it in, in you were in bi-coastal, daylight. Dude, yeah, you did it. No, I was I was doing it, bro. And I was like, and I was and I was like, yo, I'm coming back for six months. I'm gonna be right back in LA. I'm gonna get sharp in six months in New York. I'm gonna be the best comic. And then the pandemic hit. Um, but then I also, the pandemic sucked. But I also got this great job that I have now, um, working on the show. First things first. Yeah. Um, in the New York office, being closer to home. But when the pandemic hit, it did like throw a wrench in my plan of being like fully bicoastal and fully like you know. Being California little... didn't exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. It was just gone. <laughs> yeah, they shut everything down. Now. No, they. Yeah, I remember I went back. I think fall. Yeah, I didn't go back. I, I went back fall of 2020, and they had no infrastructure. Infrastructure. They didn't. They barely had like outdoor shows and stuff like that. Well, it was. It was. Because I started this podcast during the pandemic. That's yeah. when I was like, same thing you're talking about, where it's like, shit or get off the pot, dude. Like, if you're going to do the show, do the fucking show. Mm-hmm. So I started the podcast uh, then. Um, but it was interesting because some of my friends, they started a whole podcast network. It's a long story. But some of them were in, like, New York, L.A., like, different parts of the country. Yeah. And it was so bizarre because July of 2020, I was like, oh, yeah, work called me. And I was working at Ruth's Chris at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, work called me." Oh, good, good I, drop right there. <laughs> thank you. I was like, "I have to be back at work." Yeah. And my friends in New York. What year is this? This is a... this is twenty twenty July of twenty twenty. Oh wow! Florida was wow. closed for three months. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to say that's they bounced back quick. No, 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 I was like, no. but yeah. it was Florida. So yeah, July of twenty twenty, my job called, and they're like, "Hey, we're reopening," and I was like, <laughs> "Really?" And I told my friends that lived in New York and L.A., and they go, "Dude, we're not allowed to leave our houses." Right. Right. Like, no, literally. To be we're not. To, we're not allowed to be out past ten. Yeah. Like there was, it was curfews a curfew and all sorts until. Of shit. And midnight and yeah. all through 2020. I got COVID in December of 2020 at a show in Richmond, Georgia, not Florida, Georgia. <laughs> 250 people at this show. Oh, a my. total super spreader. Did you event. have full? Co- did you have full COVID or you had like the mild oh, COVID? I had no. I had. I mean, I have a pretty strong immune system. I had. Co- I tested positive for COVID. That's okay. All I know. Okay. But, but like, I, were you like knocked out for like two weeks? Or no, like, I was like okay. outside smoking cigarettes. Like, I feel fine. I just can't taste anything. Okay. <laughs> But that's 
that's the other thing too. Is like everyone's different. Like I have people that I know that died from it. And it's oh like, damn! And like as a comic, my knee jerk reaction about anything is to make a joke. Right, right. So right. like sometimes like I do my dumb Trump impression. And I'll be like, it's fake. Drink Clorox. You're fine. Yeah. And then I'll be like at work, and like a friend of mine at work lost her significant other to it, and I'm like. Brennan, you fucking piece you of dick, shit. You dickhead. Like, yeah. I'll do it right in front of her, and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. But for you, now you're in New York. This happens. You decide COVID I'm going to fucking write. And then you get the job that you have now. Yeah. So are you like, all right, that's it. I'm staying in New York. Because you were talking about earlier, you had like kind of yeah, I think at that point, Yeah, I think at that point, it, I, was, I, was, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, I think... I think my dream was telling me and like my utopian scenario was telling me like I'll be able to be by coastal I'll only be in New York for six months. I won't, I won't want to stay any longer. But then I'm like, oh, I haven't been living on the East Coast in like six years. I yeah. I and your spent, whole family's in Philly. Exactly. I haven't spent time with my mom who's getting older, almost 80. I haven't spent time with my niece who was just born, who's only like two years old. So I think at that point, it was like the realization was like, I'll play New York for a little bit longer than I thought I was going to do. Continue to build up Run and Lay It, which has been which has been a tremendous success. It's huge, yeah, man. It's mm-hmm. a big uh, congratulations because it is a big thing. Yeah, bro. And then working this job that has been able to pay my bills, and then you know being closer to family. So yeah, and getting better at stand up like that 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 Let's all be the things honest. That, <laughs> getting better at stand up, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not getting here. better in L. A. No shots fired. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> You're sure you're sure enjoying your life a little bit more though. I'll be yeah, honest. It's fucking freezing out. <laughs> yo, cold is a bitch, yo. At least in at least in LA, you can you can feel like there aren't crackheads until you get out your car. I New York, you were reminded ninety percent. Yeah, I, I had a friend of mine. He's moving back to LA. He's a comic from LA, and then right. he's been in New York for a while. And he's like, yeah, man, I just don't know. Like, my wife has spent so much time in New York. And I go, dude, as soon as because they're moving in February, I go, as soon as you get off that plane and it's seventy degrees yeah. in February, she'll be like, no, this is great. No, we're cool. it'll we're be easier. Here. Is he married? Yeah, and he yeah. has a kid too. No, 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 no kid. Okay, yeah, I think it. It's something about, I, and this is why I think I've, I have two trains of thought. One of my trains of thought is like. I'll move all my family out to LA, and we'll all just like <laughs> it's a little more expensive train of yeah. thought. <laughs> And then my second one is, hey, manifest, bro. Rise to the occasion. And then my other train of thought is that, like, as creatives, we just have to exist in both inevitably. Yeah, that's true. We have to be in New York and L.A., the two biggest hubs that have two uh, benefits of being in. I'm going to L.A. in January. Buddy of mine started a show. Shout out to Billy Myers III. He's been on this program. He started a show at, like, a bar, Riff Raff. It's a no material. Oh, fire. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's becoming a thing. That's awesome. So he started Congrats. at a bar. Like, within six months, they're doing... They're at the... Now their stage is the belly room at the, at the, at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Bro. And and because so many people have left to Austin, now it almost needs a level yeah. of resurgence. It's, like, it's... Dude, I'm gonna be out there doing Riff Raff in January. Dude, I'm you'll be out there doing Riff Raff, hanging on the beach like, could I... What? Am I... Am I by coastal? Do I need a tag? I don't Am I think I, I by coastal. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I want to get into some of these stories you sent me because we yeah, were talking bro. about some of these before uh, you came on. Yeah. Uh, the one that I want to know it. about the most is the Ben Franklin Bridge situation. Bro. This is actually right before I moved to LA when I was 25 was years it? old. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. I wanted to ask you so when did you start drinking? Because you were talking about like going to college and yeah. you've always had this focus on journalism and stuff like that. Were you like a party guy in high school and college? Or? So I didn't really, I was playing basketball in high okay. school. So I was always like, I was always like, yo, I'm going to go to the league. And like, in order to do that, can't tell me nothing. <laughs> right. Cab, you're 5'9. You can't. Tell no, me I'm 5'9 and 3 fourths, bitch. Okay. 
I could I I never could dunk, but I could shoot from far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so maybe you heard of a guy that can do that, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? I'm his height ish. Okay. <laughs> It's a big ass. <laughs> that's, that's a not at all. <laughs> so I was like, yo, I'm gonna play ball in college, but then senior year hits and you know the reality hits like and, and when you see all the people you played against in high school get, get McDonald's All Americans yeah. and they get these college recruits and you're just like, Oh, maybe I'm gonna just be a reporter and so <laughs> Dude, it happened to me. I'm in high school, I'm like looking around like, Oh, maybe I'm not I get all those like basic letters from like D two, D three. I had uh -huh. a couple offers from like smaller D two schools or D three schools, but I was like like I had a uh, high school teammate that went to Clemson, another one that went to oh, Coastal Carolina, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm not getting that call. Maybe that one's not. They've maybe. been recruiting him since he was in eighth grade. Oh, oh. okay. So I have. I'm just a couple years. Oh, behind. So wait, so wait. They're gonna. They'll. They'll call you if they're interested. They'll set up like a meeting. <laughs> they'll set up a meeting. Oh. Okay. You. You don't just. Dad, apply. have you checked the voicemail? Ryo, Dad, Dad. was was did, did Bobby Huggins or what's the what's the coach did uh, Bobby Bowden call? Bo yeah. Florida State. <laughs> Somebody check the voicemail. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, I never got that call either. Yeah, no, I was waiting for it. I was. Uh, <laughs> but no, so it never, it never came. Playing high school sports, though, because this is something that I experienced. I was I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. That's well documented on this show. But for the most part, the stereotypical idea is that if you play high school sports, you're kind of popular. And yeah. You would go to parties and stuff. I was more that in college because when I got to college, I was like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be like the cool kid. Were you were you not cool in high school? Not at all. Okay. Dude, for sure. I got all these scars for a reason. Oh, man. <laughs> I was fucking depressed and anxious and I'd hurt myself all the time. But uh, when I got to college, I was like, I'm not going to because I got bullied a lot, too. Cause I didn't have my yeah. growth spurt until I was a senior. No way. So I was like in high school. Yeah. I was like five, eight, like 210 pounds. Like Jeez. just getting bullied the shit out of Just a chubster. And yeah. And then when I was a senior, I was 6'1", 220. Bro. Like 225 for like 20. Oh, my God. A you had a chip on your senior. shoulder. Dude. And then I got to college and I was like, no one will ever fuck with me again. You had that revenge bond, bro. <laughs> but to your point. Like you have so much going on with athletics and school, you can't yeah. like party all the time. Right. But I also like the notion of alcohol for me was like it was something for people who who are probably not gonna go down a positive path. Because yeah. like growing up, my dad died when I was young, a lot of drugs there. Um my mom um was not around a lot. Uh she was she was um she was she just used to leave, hang out with her boyfriend and stuff, but still provided for me financially. So in my mind, I was like, if I'm drinking, if I'm partying, then I'm like gonna disappoint her. I'm yeah. not gonna be a good boy. Which is like a lot of people have that internal like issue sometimes. Um Oh yeah. It's it's I mean, even when I was off the rails after college right. football and everything, I was like because I even say this in the one man show, when I the last lucid memory I have from my last drunk is looking in the mirror just by myself like out of control drunk and thinking you're going to die alone and scared right. and drunk. And that's exactly what you deserve. That whole idea of like, you're, you're a fucking fail. You failed. Right. You have failed. Right. And this was someone who drank every day. And every time I drank, I was like, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So I understand that mindset. No. And it, and especially in, and when it comes to like psychodynamics, like that relationship with your family and how it plays into your relationship with other things in your life. Oh yeah. So, so when it came to alcohol, that was the connotation that it had until I just like got old enough. I was, I was senior and like I, I didn't overthink it too much. A bunch of my buddies who I respected were like, yo, just come to a keg. And then from there. High school? I, yeah, high school. Okay. Senior year. Um, after a basketball season, I started drinking, but not like a lot. But it wasn't until college where I was yeah. really. Sale, baby. I, I think it's time to just go ham. I think that's the only sport we can play <laughs> is alcoholic <laughs> sports. I think that's. 
What the beer fuck? Pong? Beer pong? Do you I'm, know what kind of shot I got? Bro, that shit is wet from deep, okay? I don't know if you heard the podcast a little earlier, but I can shoot it. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> yeah. That shit is wet, bro. Yo, I can shoot it left-handed, too. I'm ambidextrous, yo. I don't even need to put the ball on the ground. That shit is wet. Yeah. Do you, did you guys play the rules on beer pong? Like the uh, the bounce and the rollback and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Dude. Blacked I, out for most of Once we go, Here's the thing. You would drink so much in the pregame. By the time the games, the the, the beer pong came out, you're already blacked yeah, out. Like I'm going to blow couple your years. mind. I hated beer. Yeah. I still, I mean, I don't drink anymore, but I hated beer. Yeah. I used to put rum in my side cups. Bruh. Yeah, what? Bro, let's Yo. fucking go. <laughs> the stakes are raised. Yo, you played the sport better than anybody else did. Dude, I mean, you know, like I said, Scout Team All-American, baby. Here we go. Uh so, so I wanted to ask. So you start partying in so college. So I started partying in college. I'm just, and I also had a bunch of friends who were alcoholics at that point. My yeah. brother was older than me, and he didn't drink a lot. So he gave me his ID when he was 18. Or sorry, when he was 21. Yeah. But I was 18. Okay. So I was hanging out with all of his buddies. Do so, you and your brother look enough alike where you got like twins? Okay. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. It's one of those things that where I would be on campus and they'd be like, yo, I just saw you just walk into that building. Or oh, yeah. You, yeah. It's like, oh, that was my brother. See, my, my sisters, I think they tried that, but my older sister's like, five, Well, you tried to nine. get your sister? Well, no, no, no. I'm saying because I have a twin sister and an older oh, sister. Oh, okay. Got it. Got and it. I think my twin sister tried to get my older sister's ID. And my older sister's like 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, my twin's 4'11. Oh, yeah. No way. And my older sister's like very, like, you know, me and my twin a sister foot, were bro. always kind of, yeah. <laughs> we were always a little like, like chubbier, a little thicker, and my older sister was always very skinny. I was like, Hannah, there's no way this is gonna work, right? And it, of course, it works. Like people don't even pay attention. No, I don't think anyone's that scrutinizing the height. Like you just yeah. look. I, I, as someone who works it's in fake. the restaurant industry, you just look at the date. Oh, that's yeah. all I really look at. Got it. Because even if it's fake, I'm not the cops. What am I gonna say? It's fake. And right. Then you pull your phone out and go. They won't serve me. They won't serve me. You know, whatever. I'm like, it's fine. I'm right. Shit. Yeah. Dude, the camera phone error would have destroyed you. Daytona Beach spring break when I was working at the Outback yeah. down right next to the beach I didn't card a single fucking person <laughs> Come get me I'm at 251 West 31 West 24 I will go back there and make sure everyone has a good time I was like we're having a good time right, everyone look lit this 14 year old this little kid named Spike this is his first drink. I'm happy to support him. I'm happy that. to Spike. You come on the podcast <laughs> Spike, now. You're a little older. <laughs> Spike. You. So how did yeah. the Brooklyn or the Brooklyn the Ben Franklin Bridge Ben Franklin Bridge is Philly has the most drinking days of the year. If you haven't heard, um, we'll have second Sunday in <laughs> September drinking day where everyone's out on the street drinking. So it's one of those classic. Oh, so days. it's like a city thing. No, no. Philly yeah. has as soon as the weather breaks, bro. You are even when the weather is cold as shit. <laughs> like doesn't matter. It would just be a random thing. It would be like between Aaron Express, St. Patty's Day, fucking, fucking. Uh, we have a day where we drink on New Year's Eve, and then we have the Mummer's Day Parade. So the the, the day of New Year's, New, January 1, is a bigger drinking day than New Year's. Hell yeah. It's, it's a, it. that, that's Philly, dog. If I fall off the wagon, I'm moving to Philly. Yo, <laughs> I hope I had no influence in that. I hope you blame it on Derek Gaines, yo. He's from Philly. I don't uh, know about it. But um, so, so then, so I was at one of those experiences, like, um, so... My buddy worked at the bar, so we're just one of those all day drinking things. We're just everything's free. Just, yeah. As soon as you're drunk, you're drunk, done the first beer, you get another one. You get another one. You get another one. Another round. If, if anyone's even, if anyone asks for a round, you're just getting another round. Anyone who just joins. If the group, any one person goes, round. "Hey, I'm gonna get another one," everyone's getting. Another everyone's one. getting another one. Just because, yeah. like, you Fuck know, yeah. it's it, yeah. When and those I, tables come in the restaurant, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Let me pay my rent this tonight. Yeah, we're fucking doing it. So plus, I just like to be involved. Like, I don't drink, but I like to be like, 
yeah, man, yeah. let's do it. Everyone's amped up, ready. No, it is. That's one thing that'll be hard to leave alcohol completely because of that. Because you can still do it. There. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, not as far as drink. Like Dan Lamore says it all the time. He goes, for someone who doesn't drink, you really love other people drinking. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's go, dude. I love Dan just observing you how fun, much fun you're having. Yeah. <laughs> Like shots, you guys want to do shots? I'm not doing it, but you guys want to do shots. <laughs> They're like, "What are you? Let's make some bad decisions." Matter of fact, this round is on me. I'll take I, a diet I have coke. Done that. I have bought in rounds, and I'm, I don't drink. <laughs> I keep, I keep this is fun. This is like an improv right now. Yo, this is funny as shit. <laughs> so, what are you doing after this? No, anyway. Oh, uh, so okay, so I'm like. Blacked out, right? Yeah. I'm blacked out, but like, what I time have, of year is this? Because Philly has this seasons. Is like fall. This okay. is fall. It's like right before winter. Winter hit hits. Okay. Um, I think no, no. I think it's spring. It's spring. Yeah, okay. it's spring. Because I was just getting ready to move to LA that summer. Like, Got it. In July, and so it's spring. And um, and I like when I get super drunk. I, I when I'm like about to black out, I go through this like I gotta just leave. I gotta just leave and I find and find safety somewhere. They used to call me the wanderer in college. No, I would just leave parties. Literally. They and, go, and, where's Brennan? And like, I don't know. <laughs> no, 100. percent So I had one of those things, but the bar is called a place called McFadden's. Shout out McFadden's, yo. R.I.P. It died. And um, it's, it's like in this area that's like you have to cross a bridge usually, or you have to like take a train over to get to get to like. Where there's a more residential walking okay. area, but I'm on autopilot, so I don't even put that together. So I start walking, and I'm like, I can't get around this. The only way for me to get around this bridge is if I walk backwards, where from where I came, and then go back up, which I'm too tired to do. So I so I I, I, I jump over the little concrete shit that like blocks where traffic is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, somehow I'm coherent enough to see when traffic is coming or not coming, That's smart. and I'm walking. Trying to cross this shit expeditiously, and in the island is just like ten cops, yo. That <laughs> just hanging out, just hanging out. Like, look at this dickhead, probably <laughs> just like, like just hanging out. The cars <laughs> on the island, the car is parked on the island too. So you had no, you had you didn't see him. You had no idea. I'm You're just like, gonna hop over this Jersey barrier. You jump <sighs> over it, and then you look up and you go, oh fuck. And I'm just like, <sighs> hey guys. Yo, y'all, y'all good? Yo, just one of those, just like, I'm doing nothing wrong, right? 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 And they're just like, hey, just give us your ID. And I'm just, they're not even like, they're not even like hectic about it. They're just like, yo, just, just give us your ID. Like, you're fully deserving of a citation right now. So they give me a citation. They don't even like escort is it, me home or is anything. Is it your idea or is it your brother's idea? No, no. This time I was twenty. I was twenty-two okay, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I just got it from college. Yeah. Um. So I. So I. That would have been perfect. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. Brother. My brother's just sick with a five hundred dollar fine on him. Hilarious. You guys For someone who doesn't alike, even drink, yo. And you look enough alike where you could get away with no, it. No, a hundred percent. There's no way like Brandon really. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Brandon. <laughs> so fucking. So so we get that. Um. And they they uh. So they give me that. And then uh, how are you supposed to get out of there? So I, that's I'm like that's the part of the story that doesn't that the math isn't mathing. That I'm like, how did I then that I didn't walk over the island on the other side and they didn't and they didn't say anything. Yeah, like, you got you got a citation me? for yeah. So I literally got a ticket that I put in my pocket, then walked just walked. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up going the same direction no, you were going anyway. Literally, just made it seem like I just dropped stopped at the grocery store and got a citation, <laughs> and then I remember walking home. And then going to the Chinese store, ordering beef and broccoli, and eating the beef and broccoli with my hand. Oh, like, yeah. Eating it fully, but blacked out, though. Like, I remember just being like, like, if I were to, like, replicate it, 
the feeling it's like if you were to close your eyes on the train and open them up like every 10 minutes brown out yeah yeah in and out in and out that's in a, and out, yeah. exactly what was happening and so then i have I, so many nights like, i sold a car one time in a brown out bro but how 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 at some point are you not like yo this is kind of crazy that this all just transpired like because you're so fixed on i went to the club <laughs> well first we pre-gamed at my buddy's house then we went to the club razzles shout out in daytona razzles <laughs> went to the club you know i was so we we're at the club <laughs> And I remember I ran into, and I'm like, I'm like 18 years old at this All point. year olds. And I, ran, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm 19. I think maybe I was home from college. Anyway, we go to the club. I remember running into my ex from high school. Yeah. Like we dated all my senior year and I ran into her and I was like, what is she doing at the club? Like, she's not even like 21. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then I blackout. So I. Pre-game, blackout, club, blackout. And then I remember being at my friend's house <laughs> and, and I was it. like, I want to go home. The Wanderer thing. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. up, got in his car. He left his keys in it, turned it on, and just drove. Oh, you took your homie's car. Blackout. Wake up. Cop knocking on the window. Oh. Who's my high school teammate. What? Who became a cop. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing, Get dude? Get the fuck. The car ran out of gas. While I was mid-blackout driving, we don't condone drinking and driving on this program. I say it every week. But I was blacked out. And I woke up to the car being pulled over on the side of the road. Luckily, I like pulled over and parked, and I guess I just fell asleep. Wait, how did you park a car that? So you, so you I was driving down like your a subconscious was road. like your conscious was like, yo, we ran out of gas. Well, I was driving down a residential road, and I guess it started because if a car runs out of gas fully, and I've been broke a lot in my life, so I know this, okay. it'll start to shake. God. So I guess it. it started to shake, and I just pulled off. And, like, <laughs> it just died. So a cop knocks on the window, and I first I open my eyes, the big bright light shining, and I'm like. I'm fucked. I'm totally fucked. I stole this car. It's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm hammered. And it was, I rolled down the window. It was my high school teammate. That is legendary. And he was tacit, what the fuck are you doing? What? And I was like, uh, how many years ago had y'all, when well, you been out of high school? Uh, so I remember, I, now it's coming to me. This happened. So this happened going into my sophomore year. So it had only been like three years since I had played with him in high school. Okay, I got so, it, got it. So, like so he literally rolled, I rolled down the window and he goes, Tassif? And I looked at him and Schwartzy? <laughs> um, but yeah, and he drove me home. So legendary. Cops can be cool sometimes. I Yo, guess. your cop was lit. My cop saw me in court a couple months later. So what happened? So we got to court a couple months later. And, what happened uh, with the beef and broccoli? You just so ate it. I ate the shit out of that. And I just remember my hand being wet as shit. And I just remember just like <laughs> wake up at home and you're like, just fuck? like why? But but me just fucking up this beef and broccoli. Like there's no way I could have waited till I got home to eat yeah. this. Like I was. When you're that drunk and you're just like, I just oh, need yeah. fuel. The drunchies, baby. Yo, the, drunk the, drunk, the drunchies. <laughs> drunchies. <laughs> Gotta get that merch printed, bro. Dude. <clears throat> and then um, and then I, so when I get home, I don't even remember what I did the next day. I think my brother, I think I was at my brother's house and he just was like, and I think it was like, a, I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. I didn't talk to anyone and anyone was like, yo, where'd you go last night? I oh, really? Okay. Even, I think everyone just put it together. Like, But no one knows that I walked over a bridge. That you got in trouble. <laughs> so when I get the citation and I go to court. And the uh, the cop, I remember the cop's face. I said, I do remember the cop's face. And the cop was there. And he gives this very vivid account of what happened. And I, I was just that. like, I was like, I don't think this happened at all. Am I not? <laughs> am I, <laughs> no. A hundred percent. I don't think any of this happened at all. But he's like, yeah. Because uh, they, they give the testimony to the cop. Yeah. Like, why are you coming to court today? And he's like, yeah. Um He's right there that, you know, you point at him. And then he was intoxicated while crossing a bridge that almost led to a three-car collision. And I was like, 
I don't 100% at all think that's true. There's no way. So I thought he was bullshitting, but I could have also happened because I did enter yeah. a bridge. But also, <laughs> I'm like, if, if, but I'm also, if you saw that, at, the, at no point did you want to escort me to the other side of the bridge. That's true, too. Or escort me home, like, if you see that, I almost, that, I, like, that I'm intoxicated. Well, crossing. sometimes they, they play it up, too. I've seen plenty of body cam footage of myself. Yeah. Is, <laughs> you want to talk about embarrassing? Just legendary body cam footage. Well, it's, it's stupid because like everyone's like, oh, yeah, when we were kids, we had the camcorder and we would record ourselves and it was so silly and stupid. Imagine that on 10. Yeah. Drunk. And yeah. the cop's like, I'm like, I didn't do that. <laughs> Your Honor, there's no way I did that. And then they're like, play. Like, yeah. You, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, you, what? That, that's you, right? You're like, that, is that, that is... My my shirt. That is it. <laughs> it's like the, I mean, I should have written this forever ago because uh, Progressive is now turning into those uh, challenge commercials that yeah. they have for their insurance company, uh, where she's like, "I never said that," and then like the civilian will just throw the red challenge flag, and I'm like, "That was me in court." Hilarious. Yeah, that's a I, funny sketch. Yeah, it's it's a hilarious commercial, but I was like, "Fuck," because like. I would be sitting with it because I was pre-law, so I would never hire an attorney. I was like, I know what I'm doing. Um, Stop it. I swear to God. So I would be with the public defender. And you got to write that down, too. Bro. They were like, well, they, the public defender would be like, all right, this, this, this. And I go, listen, listen, I know what's happening here. We'll just <laughs> we'll do the fine and we'll we'll call it a day. The public defender's like, no, Mr. Tesla, I don't think you understand. I'm like, I don't think you understand. And then they'd be like, all right. And then they play the footage and it's just me like screaming at the cop like, Fuck you, I know my rights. Don't fucking arrest me, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been tased, maced, dude. I've had guns pulled on me. from Like, I've gotten the shit kicked out of me by cops before. What? Because I was just like... And, but you watch the video back and you're like, fuck. Yeah. You're like, you're sitting in front of the judge like, no way, your honor. Look at me. I'm an upstanding citizen of society. Then they play the video in court and you're like, god damn it. Like, no, you got me. Fuck. <laughs> Kidding. Right. But it's comedy. Did I, I was mention right. that? <laughs> Pre-law. Don't worry. I didn't finish the degree yet. All right, I got guys. It. I'm yeah. working on it. Can't wait. <laughs> Dude, so you ended up having to pay $500? Yeah. Yeah, pay 500 Shit. Maybe it was 700 It was between 500 That's expensive I remember it was. A I remember I had just, I think I had just like got paid something. I was working that summer. And uh, I was a basketball camp. So I think I spent like all my money on that. Basketball. I do that all the time where it's like, no, I'm, as long as something bad happens on a Wednesday and I get paid on Thursday, we're golden. Right. I'm like, oh, it's only yo, if something bro, bad I happens on a Saturday. I'm yeah. fucked because I don't get paid <laughs> till Thursday. Dude, this was fun. You have to come back on because we only got to one of the stories you said. Nah, it's all good, bro. I love I love talking. This to you, is man. fun, man. Uh, plug everything one more time. Run yeah. Yo, the whole thing. Uh, follow me, guys. Guys, guys, follow him. First off, keep watching his pod. Does the God does the Lord's work here. Um, but yo, cab underscore Washington, follow me on Instagram. Follow also my running late account, my, the show that tours around the country, running late comedy show. Um, and follow me on TikTok at cab Washington. Um, cab underscore beyond, Washington. Yeah, cab underscore Washington. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody so much for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show goes wide in January, finally. The taking, it, taking it off Patreon because only one person got it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I went on big podcasts to promote it too. Not like huge podcasts, but like some of our more well-known friends. I went on their shows. What they got? The, what name that rhymed with Kogan? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I was pissed because I was like, "Oh, nobody saw nobody." Anyway, that'll come wide in January. I think this is gonna be it. This is the plug right here. Yeah, this is the plug. We'll yeah, just yeah. cut this. Matter of fact, send it to me, bro. I'll buy it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna send you the pre one, and you can watch it. And be like, this guy's a fucking insane person. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. Oh, boom, bro.